At the Canaan Church, our mission is bringing people to Christ and helping every person to become a mature disciple in Christ. Canaan Christian Church, where people dare to dream. God purposes to bless you. He wants to bless you more than you want to be blessed. So the word that God has told me to give you at this particular time is this, this, this prophetic utterance, this declaration, believing God for the best and that your best days are ahead of you so that if we live our lives spiritually in sync with God, if we are in alignment with God, we can't help but be blessed and highly favored of the Lord. Now, in order to be in alignment with God, there are spiritual disciplines that we must exercise because the spiritual discipline is what brings us into alignment with God. So the first discipline I gave you said, listening to the voice of God. You got to hear his voice. The second discipline I gave you had to do with the power of baptism. Something happens when you come to Christ and after you've been to the pool. The third discipline I spoke to you about had to do with Holy Communion. What are the spiritual ramifications when you take the Lord's Supper each month? What does it mean to you spiritually? That was the third discipline. Last Sunday, I gave you the discipline of walking in the spirit of forgiveness because you can't receive what you won't give. If you want to receive grace, you've got to show grace to others. Today, I'm going to share with you the fifth discipline. So turn with me now to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 4. And um, just to put it into context, I'm going to read uh, verses 1 through 4. Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. If you'll stand for the reading of the word. Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. God, I come against every unclean spirit right now that would want to bring distraction into this service. Matthew chapter 4, verse 1. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterward, he was hungry. Somebody say he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God. The devil's always trying to make you have to prove yourself. If you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. And this is what Jesus said to the devil. But he answered, that is Jesus, and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. 
you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to teach today from the idea feeding on the Word of God. Feeding on the Word of God or feeding on God's Word. Feeding on, on God's Word. I, I open this teaching today by declaring to you without apology that the Word of God is the supernatural source for faith, strength, wisdom, and being free in Christ. It is the supernatural source for faith, strength, wisdom, and being free in Christ. There is no substitute for this power that gives us counsel, that gives us direction, and sustains our lives. And so we are told, we are told in um, the gospel, or rather in the book of Romans, it is the Apostle Paul who says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you might prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And again, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, Paul says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So this has to do with our mindset. It has to do with our spiritual disposition. And the word of God will declare and determine your mindset and your spiritual disposition. Beloved, all of the, all of the spiritual disciplines are given to us for the total transformation of our lives. And, and, if, and if there is any one spiritual discipline that makes this clarion clear, it is the discipline of study. It is the discipline of study. Many, many people who uh, attend church and who would confess that they are Christians continue to uh, struggle and remain in bondage to issues in their lives that hinder their spiritual walk because they haven't taken seriously the discipline of study. But Jesus makes it unmistakably clear that the word of God will bring about a transformation in your life. So in John chapter 8, verse 31, the, the word of God says, Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, 
If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And then in verse 36, Jesus says, Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Uh, the word of God will bring about transformation, but without knowledge of the word, you cannot be free. In Hosea chapter 4 verse 6, God says, my people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. Somebody shout, I need the word. So in Matthew chapter 4 verse 4, Jesus is being tempted by the demonic. The demonic wants him to derail his mission. He tries to get Jesus to get out of alignment with his father by trying to prove something that he didn't need to prove. Turn stones into bread. And Jesus' reply to the demonic is that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We need physical bread to sustain our physical bodies, but we need the word of God to sustain us spiritually. And so then, why do we need the word of God? We need the word of God because the word of God becomes the foundation of who we are in Christ and it becomes the source of our continual spiritual development as disciples of Christ. The word helps me know who I am. In the book of Genesis, the first book of the Bible, the book of beginnings, it provides the, the biblical and theological foundation for everything that we're going to know concerning ourselves and God in the Bible. So in Genesis, we're told that God makes us in his image and in his likeness, then puts us in the place of dominion. We were created in the image and likeness of God, created to have the heart of God, created to have the, the mindset of God, created to live in communion with God created to give God glory and honor and praise. So in the eighth Psalm, the psalmist says, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels and you have crowned him with glory and with honor. Now we understand that sin disrupted that relationship. But Jeremiah says, our God is the God who has loved you with an everlasting love. He wouldn't give up on what he made. So now in Jesus Christ, God makes it possible for us to be restored and reconciled in our relationship with God. So now we go to Romans chapter 5 and Paul says that God demonstrated his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And then we go to Paul's letter to the church at Corinth in Corinthians chapter, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, around verse 17, Paul says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation, all things pass away, behold, all things become new. 
And then we go to Colossians and Paul says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Then we go back to Romans chapter 8 and Paul says that there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit so that the Holy Ghost will help me to overcome me. That, that means this is who you are. You are not an amoeba. You're not a biological accident. You're not a person that evolved from a monkey. You are a man, a woman created in the image and likeness of God. You are a child of God. You are the redeemed of the Lord. You are a new creation in Christ. You are an overcomer. You are a conqueror and more than a conqueror in Christ. You are the church of the living God and the pillar of truth you are the salt of the earth and the light of the world you are the friend of God that's who you are come on look at somebody like you got an attitude and tell them I ain't just anybody come on get an attitude tell them I'm a child of God that's who I am and because of who you are, then you are expected to grow in spiritual maturity. Did you hear what I just said? That because of who you are, you are expected to keep growing in spiritual maturity. And in order to keep growing in spiritual maturity, you need some word. I said you need some word. So in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23, Peter says, Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. How did you get saved? The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. You got saved because you heard the gospel and God put a seed in you. There is some divinity divinity in you. The Holy Ghost took the word of God and brought about a transformation in your heart. Somebody ought to be happy right now that you're glad that you got saved because some word got in you and some word trans changed your life. And now that you change, now that you change, you got to keep on changing. You got to keep on changing. So in chapter 2 of 1 Peter, then Peter says, therefore, laying aside, some stuff got to go. Laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, then you got to do something after you put all that aside. As newborn babies desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Am I talking to anybody that knows that the Lord is gracious? Am I talking to anybody that knows that God is good? Who has tasted of him? Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. 
And if you have tasted in him, then you ought to have an insatiable appetite. Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. You see, beloved, if you did not have an appetite in the physical dimension of your life, the doctor would say that there's something seriously wrong with you. But if there's something wrong with me, if I don't have a physical appetite, it's equally something wrong with me if I'm saved and I don't have a spiritual appetite. Every man, every woman here ought to want some word in their life. You came to church today, why did you come to church today? I enjoyed the choir, how they blessed us today. But when you come to church, you ought to be saying, but what I really need, what I want, is I want a word from God. I'm asking pastors, there any word from the Lord? Because every time I come to church and God puts some word in me, that word is empowering me, that word is strengthening me, that word is giving me clarity. I come in one way, but I'm going out differently than I came because I got some word. Then look at Psalm 119. The whole, that's, that's the longest pericope of scripture in the Bible. But I just want to lift up just a small pericope from Psalm 119. Look at verse 9, Psalm 119. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. With my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Verse 9 is the classic question. How can a young man cleanse his way? And the reason, <coughs> the reason why it is the classic question is because it's raising the question that the Bible raises. And that is, how can an unclean man or person come into fellowship with God? And the answer is, by taking heed according to your word. The word of God blesses us in two ways. First, the word of God separates us from the world. And secondly, the word of God separates us to God. And so the psalmist, the psalmist, he says, he, he says, with my whole heart, I have sought you. Oh, let me not wonder from your commandments, your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. With my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wonder from your commandments. When you live with singleness of heart, when God is the passion of your life, the only thing that matters to you is living according to the will of God. That's my passion. Only thing I want to do in life is I want to please God. I want to honor God. I want God to get some glory out of my life. So the psalmist, the psalmist says, because of that, listen again, your word I have hidden in my heart. Or we could say your word I have laid up in my heart. 
that I may not sin against you. This is to say to us, we memorize the word of God and we internalize the word of God. Are y'all listening to me? Yeah, you got to stop practicing scripture memorization because you memorize the word, you internalize the word, and then the word of God will direct and order your steps, and the word of God will cause you to live your life within the parameters of the will of God. The devil is always trying to get you to go sideways. But when he tries to get you to go sideways, the Holy Ghost, like a teleprompter, will start bringing word up in front of you and you'll tell the demonic, not today, because I'm committed to living my life within the, within the parameters of the will of God. Hallelujah. Why? Pastor, why do I study the word? You study the word because God's word is what gives us wisdom and the spiritual insight to live our lives in the framework of God's will. I want you to know today, beloved, that God has a purpose and a plan for your life don't miss it I'm not talking to the person beside you I'm talking to you God has a purpose and a plan for your I'm not talking to the person behind you I'm talking to you God has a purpose and a plan for your life come on beloved you are unique and you are special. There's not another you. You are a special person. I want you to know that God has anointed you. He has anointed you with his Holy Spirit because there is an assignment that God has given you that he hadn't given anybody else. And he wants to work through your life so that you can be a blessing to somebody else for the upbuilding of his kingdom, for the glory of his name. Yeah. And, and so, and so, and so, and so Paul puts it like this in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved you are blessed and highly favored of the Lord and everything you need to do and be what God called you to be and to do is already provided for you in the Lord Jesus Christ come on look at somebody give God a shout and tell him I can't help it I'm just blessed. I need some praises here today. Come on, come on, tell somebody. I can't help it. I just got it like that. 
I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Because what you see showing up in my life, God determined it before I came from my mama's womb. Don't you give the devil that much credit talking about he gonna block my blessings. He ain't got that much power. He cannot stop you from being who God called you to be. It was purpose before you were born. All you gotta do is start walking in it. I feel like lifting him up. Then listen again, listen again. In chapter 2, verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, least anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Who are you? You are the workmanship of God. You are a person who has been crafted by the Holy Ghost. You are a person whom God has made all kind of deposits of gifts and talents and abilities you are the person that God gave the vision you are the person that God gave the dream you are the person whom God is going to open the door for you are the person that God's going to make a way when it looks like there is no way you are the person that God's going to give unlimited power so when other folk think you can't do it you're going to do it anyhow to their surprise because you got too much God operating in your life so I have learned how to shout on what God has done. I'm shouting on what he's doing and then I'm going to scream about what he's about to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Jackie Jones this is just for you. Whenever a door closes, all that means is a greater door is getting ready to open. God would have me to tell you, you need to tell the enemy, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for my good. So I'm going to thank God that the door just shut because I'm getting ready to walk in a door. I'm getting ready to experience something that I never knew I would have experienced if the door had not been shut. I'm trying to tell somebody right over here that the pain you've been going through, it's a blessing in disguise. I'm talking to somebody in the balcony up here. Praise God in spite of it all. Praise your way through it. Don't cry, don't bemoan, don't get in a fetal position, but what you do is stand up in your house and start praising God like you lost your ever living mind. Hallelujah. The word of God gives me wisdom 
It orders my steps so I can live in the framework of God's will. Now, 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 in, 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 in the book of Proverbs, the book of Proverbs uh, is the book of wisdom. And I marvel at how God speaks to us in Proverbs. I'm teaching this right now. Proverbs. There is a way that seems right to a man, but it leads to destruction. It looks right, it feels right, it seems right, but it ain't right. The plans of a man are many, but it's the Lord's plans that prevail. I can go in circle for months and days and years if I keep trying to do my own thing. But if I turn it over to Jesus, he'll work it out. Woo! I feel like lifting him up. Hold your hope, Walter. Hold your hope. Ah, the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs says, trust in the Lord. Trust in him with all of thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding in all of thy ways not most of them not a few of them but in all of thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path won't he do it won't he order your steps won't he direct your path yes he will yes he will if you turn it over to him He'll get you where you're supposed to be. Have I got anybody that can say, God's been guiding me all the days of my life? Grandmama said, he's a mighty good leader. He's a mighty good leader. She said, let Jesus lead you. She said, he'll lead you all the way from earth to glory. She said, he's a mighty good leader. Ooh, I'm trying to hold my hope today but I, God knows I feel like going for it won't he do it won't he won't he won't he won't he do it yeah he'll, he'll guide you if you let him and then and then and then I hear the psalmist in the first psalm blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. There's some things you ain't gonna do, some folk you ain't gonna hang out with, but there's something I'm going to do. He says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. I need you to help me teach this thing. Look at somebody and say, get in that word, get in that word, get in that word. How deep do I get in it, pastor? You meditate all day, all night. That means you read it every day. That means you close out with it every day. Don't wait till Connection Group Bible study. Read it every week. Don't wait till just Sunday morning. Get it in you before you get it here. Make the word, make the word, make the word the preeminence of your life. Because there's going to be a wonderful outcome. 
he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in its season whose leaf also shall not wither and whatever he does shall prosper I'm trying to hold my hope but I gotta help about five of y'all if you get this word in you real deep it's gonna put something on the inside that will enable you to handle a storm because you know sometimes storms can be strong and sometimes storms that can be so strong that it'll start making trees bend over and the tree that ain't got no sap the tree that is dry on the inside the tree that is brittle is gonna break and start coming apart but oh if you get one of them palm trees that's got sap on the inside it's got flexibility on the inside so when the storm starts raging that old palm tree it'll bend over and almost touch the ground but it ain't gonna break and then when the storm starts passing over it just comes right back on up and holds its own if I'm on your street tell somebody I've had the kind of trial I've had the kind of trouble I've had the kind of testing in life that made me bend over but look at somebody say but child of God the reason I'm sitting beside you today is that I bent but I didn't break tell them I bent over but I didn't lose my mind I bent over but I didn't have an emotional meltdown I bent over but I didn't jump in the river I bent over but I didn't blow my brains out cause tell them child of God I was not made to break but I was made to withstand the storms of life so when the storm passed over I just came back to myself and I kept on praising God maybe somebody right now who's been through something maybe you need to get a praise out right now maybe you need to give God a thank you Jesus right now maybe you need to say bless the Lord oh my soul and all that's within me because the Lord keeps on taking care of me because I got some word in my spirit hallelujah hallelujah oh Jesus oh I got to close it I got to wrap this up <laughs> yeah we need word we need word uh, we need word can y'all give me about two and a half more minutes because I got one more thing to tell you and I'm gonna leave you alone and that is I need the word because the word of God is what's going to give affirmation and confirmation to the certainty of my victory <laughs> I said the word of God is what's going to give affirmation 
and confirmation to the certainty of my victory. I want you to know, child of God, that your victory has already been secured by the finished work of Christ on the cross. So we're not fighting for victory. We're fighting from victory. And since my victory is secured, then I ought to have a particular mindset. That's why in the book of the of Proverbs, we are told that uh, uh, it is the mind that's going to make the difference. For the Bible says, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. I cannot know that I got victory that it has been secured and then walk around with a defeatist mentality. I ain't walking around thinking about defeat because I know I'm already a winner. So when you look at the book of Joshua, in Joshua chapter 1, Joshua is the successor behind Moses. Joshua is the one that's leading Israel into the land of promise. Now understand the land of Canaan, the land of promise was already theirs because it's a promise that God made all the way back to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So the land was promised to them, therefore it's already their land. But just because it has been promised, they still must possess it. The land is theirs, but it's theirs for the taking. So as Joshua is leading them into the land of Canaan, uh, God says this to Joshua. He says in verse 3, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, as I said to Moses. And then when you go down to verse 8, he says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. I just quoted Holy Scripture. The Bible says, if I stay in God's Word, I'm going to have prosperity. The Bible says, if I stay in God's Word, I'm going to have good success. I don't know about you, beloved. I ain't got no goal to be broke. Because if I'm broke and you broke, it's just two broke people. If I'm going to bless you, I got to have something. So I'm believing God for prosperity in my life. I'm believing God for good success in my life. God said, Joshua, everywhere that your foot steps down, everything that the soles of your feet walk upon, it's going to be yours. 
somebody ought to start walking it out you ought to start walking and start claiming some spiritual territory in your life so that the book of Joshua it is the corollary to the book of Ephesians in the New Testament because in the New Testament God speaks to us about our spiritual riches he says that we are sitting in the high place in Jesus he says we are to walk worthy of the vocation of our calling and then he says we are to stand and having done all to stand to keep on standing but if I'm gonna stand I gotta be walking in the right thing if I'm gonna walk in the right thing I gotta sit in the right place I got to have the right mindset so I believe that I am blessed of God I said I believe that I am blessed of God Jarrell I can't hold it no longer I said I believe that I am blessed of God so I'm gonna start walking it out I wish I could get some believers to stand on your feet and then I wish I could get some radical believers to start just walking around the sanctuary and tell somebody I'm gonna walk it out I'm getting ready to walk in spiritual territory I'm getting ready to claim everything that God has for me because the word affirms my victory the word tells me that no weapon formed against me shall prosper the word tells me that the eyes of the Lord look to and fall to show himself strong on those who love him the word says the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want the word says that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength they'll mount up on wings like eagles they'll run and not get weary they'll walk and not faint the word says that the Lord is my light and my salvation whom shall I fear the word says God is my refuge and I strength a very present help in a time of trouble the word says that weeping may endure for a night but joy is coming in the morning the word says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me the word says if God be for you who can be against you the word says that we are conquerors and more than conquerors in Christ the word says but my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory the word says that we can overcome because greater is he who's in us than he that's in the world the word says now unto him who can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us 
You've got too much power. You've got Holy Ghost power. You've got transforming power. You've got overcoming power. Yes! 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 Ain't he all right? Ain't he all right? Ain't the Lord all right? Say yes! Say yeah! Say yes! Yeah! Yeah! Yeah, yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah! Thank you, Jesus! Thank you, Lord! I am victorious through the word! The word, the word, the word, the word, the word, you get this in you, the word, it'll change your life, the word. The last, the last thing the devil wants you to get is he don't want you to get some word. But word will change your life. Here it is again. Here it is again. Number one, the word helps you to know who you are and it helps to shape your spiritual formation. Number two, the word gives you wisdom and then gives you insight so you know how to live within the framework of the word of God or the will of God. Finally, the word gives affirmation and confirmation to the certainty of your victory. So that when, when the world is at her worst, that's when God is at his best. Behind every crucifixion, behind every crucifixion, there's going to be a resurrection. <clears throat> every time you get crucified, you don't come back to the place you were at. You go higher. So, Sister Springfield, 
if I'm going to have to bear a cross, if I'm going to have to be crucified, just let me go on and die. Because if I'll just go on and submit to my cross, God says, but in three days, I'll get you back up. And when I get you up, you'll be higher than you were before you were crucified. Oh, look at somebody. Take them by the hand. Come on, hold their hand. Shake it like you want to take it off. Tell them, neighbor, I'm taking a good look at you. And it looks like it's the third day. It looks like it's the third day. The people represent the church no matter where we are. So stay connected and reach others as we grow in Christ.